They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade! But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. I dropped my dot. Do you remember that at school? Do you remember that at school? You'd just follow somebody and you'd say, you dropped your dot. And they'd turn around and look for their dot. But they didn't drop it. Ah, it was good. No. You didn't have that. That's hilarious. No. Yeah. you just you just gold. follow people around and go, oh, hey, Craig, you dropped your dot. Ha, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Did you have like cupcaking? Oh yeah, we've still got cupcaking. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think my children constantly have pink eye? <laughs> hey, welcome to shitting with the door right. open. I'm Harley Brennan. <laughs> That's Wade Nathaniel Duffin. <laughs> we, I remember when I was like living in. This is like years ago, so over twenty years ago, twenty. One years ago, 22 years ago, I was living in France doing like the chalets. Yes. You'd kind of like clean the chalets during the morning, give them breakfast, and then you'd go snowboarding during the afternoon, blah, blah, blah. It was fun. And even then, as adults, and you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. And you're let's not be, let's not fuck around. Yeah. You're in an your adult. In your 20s, you're an you're adult. You're, you are paying you're taxes, you are voting. You, we were doing it then. <laughs> like, just like, it was just. Everybody was just cupcaking. <laughs> it was just for like a month. This trend just started yeah. out of nowhere and then it just died again. It was so funny. Yeah, I'm not even oh, joking. It like it's still happening in this house. You know, that's the joys of children. <laughs> is as they they come into age of that kind of dumb fuckery that we possibly did for way too long, the memory is still so fresh and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> just wait for this fun game. And then you realise that children <laughs> don't know when is appropriate and when is not. And maybe when dad's yeah. driving at 100 k's an hour down the highway, don't lean forward and cupcake him, you know, <laughs> just as a suggestion. <laughs> they don't know when it's appropriate. No. It's so funny. Like I was like making um, lunch the other day and I was like just fucking hanging shit on the older one and she just comes starts like punch me in the tummy yeah I'm like a dude come on yeah. like we're not fighting we're not battling i've got like a hot pan with like fried eggs in it <laughs> you yeah. go and punch me in the stomach yeah. it was too good yeah no it's great i love them two ones good uh, one of them is home from school today so half of them half of my children went for a drive because they're not of school age <laughs> the other half went to school and then half of that half got stung by a paper wasp and is now home uh, watching oh. something on the iPad. Yeah, so I can talk to my Is mate. Is a paper wasp, is that a serious one? It hurts like the buggery. It is, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's um, a, like akin to a bee, um, but a little, <laughs> I know. You, you... What a great phrase, hurts <laughs> like the buggery. I know, let's not, <laughs> like if you let's really not think about it too unpack, much. Let's not unpack it. <laughs> Don't unpack it. <laughs> Prepare. Spend some time preparing, I would say. With the right preparation. It doesn't have to hurt like the buggery. Oh, too good. It's a public holiday in Vic tomorrow. And so. Oh, for the horse the kids, race. For the horse race, for the big horse race, which is so silly. What insanity. Um, it's insanity. And then. Um, they also have like the day of school today because the school's like, well, we'll just fucking we'll just do a four day weekend, I guess. Oh yeah, cool. Day. Yeah, cool. No, we we had nothing on. Why don't you just give them another day off? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've been pretty patient. Finally got um, the older one riding a bike, and it feels like a big parenting tick. Yeah. Like in this moment when she was doing it by herself and I was with her, and then I just like let go and she's off by herself, and she was so frightened but excited, and she was so wrapped with herself, and I was so amped for her. Yeah. I was just running along beside her going, I'm so fucking proud of you. I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. <laughs> it is such a milestone when your kids can pick up those really simple things like riding a bike or swimming. I was um, Walter had a play date on the weekend and the people who um, whose house he went over to had a pool. And then just before we were to come and pick him up, they decided they wanted to jump in the pool. And so I'm there and the dad was a bit like, he said he can swim. Um, but you know, we weren't sure. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can swim. Walt, jump in. And so Walt just like totally took the lead from me and just went great and just jumped in. And then it was immediately evident that it has been quite some time since swimming lessons. (laughs) 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 And he was not swimming, but he was surviving. And I think that is, that's a good milestone as well. That's a tick. That's a tick. That's a tick. Um, are you surviving up there? How are you going? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. It's um, it's it's been amazing weather. I can say that. Um, it, it's been yeah. logistically very hard over the last couple of weeks. I've been out and about doing gigs. Um, I don't live a huge distance from the city, but it, it is it's a distance that uh, creates a bit of an impediment, um, both in time and money. Like my old truck, um, the Land Cruiser is almost um, unusable at the moment because of the price of fuel. Like a, a drive yeah. in and uh, in and out uh, costs quite a lot. And so when I'm just trying to just duck in and do um, seven-minute um, trial spots for a, for a TV taping I've got coming up, uh, it becomes quite a big deal just to how to manage the family, yeah. how to manage the cars. You know, I'm taking one kid with me. One night I took two of the kids with me and then you know, I'm trying to get someone to look after them at my mum and dad's house while I take off to the gig and then come back. So um, it's just a we're, – we're under a very steep learning curve at the moment with um, what's going a on. A lot of logistics. Huge logistics. A lot of logistics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and we currently we've faced this problem for the first time that we don't have a car that fits the whole family. So, um, we, <laughs> of course, we we were going. Yeah, we were all going to this um, thing. I just had to go to a friend's house to pick up some some um, stuff that he'd uh, taken from a work site. He was a builder. He said, "Do you want this? I've got some things I want to build." I'm like, "Yeah, we'll bring the whole family." And then I realised, oh no, we can't. We can't do that. We actually all can't get in the same car, so that which is a double problem. If we want to go somewhere, we have to take two cars, um, and and it's always a journey going anywhere from here. So, um, yeah, that's a problem I'm trying to solve at the moment on, on what car what? to buy and um, how to do that. Yeah, and what car, especially if you don't want a Tarago, like Definitely you don't want do like that minivan. No. What do you do? Yeah, like, well, what is the option? There isn't a lot. There is, there's not a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking about, you know, can I build a caboose and tow that? Like, can I get two children in some sort of rickshaw <laughs> on the back of the car? <laughs> some kind of, like a sidecar. Yeah, a like sidecar to a car. Stacking into the yeah, sidecar. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, too funny. I did see like while um, in India, I saw a family uh, of five on a scooter. And I've been thinking about that. That would be cheap fuel. 
and <laughs> I could get a slightly bigger motorbike. I felt uneasy just hearing that. And <laughs> yeah. I've seen them on like little fucking like a YouTube videos. I've seen it on the clips. I've seen it on the reels and stuff. But that genuinely makes me feel so uneasy. I remember seeing in like Vietnam. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Like uh, a family of like four on a motorbike. And I was just like, this is too much. I can't handle it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I it, can't handle it. It kind of exposes how um, how um, rule-based we are in Australia, right? And some of those rules are good rules. <laughs> and some of those yeah. rules, I think, are an overreach uh, by government. But I think maybe it, perhaps it's a good thing that we're not allowed to have a family of five on a moped yeah. you know but but i saw this and it was it was mum dad and two boys sitting in between the mother and father and they were they were quite small and then the daughter was sitting in the basket at the front on the handlebars <laughs> and, and i was in this car as we drove past them the dad just looked beside of me and both of us just had the biggest smile on our face because of how utterly ridiculous it was <laughs> but you got to get somewhere you gotta get you gotta somewhere. do it. It's like being it's like being dinked as a kid. Yeah. You hop on your mates, you hop on the handlebars, your mate's bike, let's go. Yeah. And you might come back with your teeth or not. Who knows? You roll <laughs> the dice. Yeah. Nothing to do with crashing your bike. <laughs> You're gonna pay your mate somehow. <laughs> I don't know if I'll leave that in. Oh yes, you will. Um I uh, I'm also very excited, Wade Duffin, because um as of the point of recording, it is just four more sleeps until I see my best mate. Um coming down to Melbourne. Gonna, I'm so look- oh god. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I've yeah. been in a bit of a low ebb. It's been a bit of a the last few weeks it's just been a, a lot, I yeah. think. Yeah. For like a for a lot of reasons. And just to have that in-person debrief yes, where we just get deep, just nice and deep. Nice and deep. Go deep. Ease into it, though. (laughs) We'll have a couple of drinks just to (laughs) lubricate ourselves. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) But we just have like a huge, big big chat. I'm really looking forward to it because I need it. Yeah. I really need it. Yeah, absolutely. So... It's going to be great. I think like at one point last week, I don't want to go into like heaps of detail, but last week I got home and just broke down big like fucking racking sobs. Yeah. Like the snot's coming out, the tears are coming, (laughs) you know, like I just fucking, an absolute mess. Had to come out though, right? And like booze had to come out, had to come out. Like it was, it had been sitting there underneath for so long and then it just kind of had a few drinks and it was just fucking... Got brought to the surface, so can't wait to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I'm getting a front row seat to that shit. I fucking love it. <laughs> it is great. Tickets. We'll make sure. Do it again. Get it for the reels. Get it for the Insta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. S- sell some merch. Yeah, yeah. Too good. No dildo merch, please. That's please. enough. We're out of stock. It's not happening, mate. You you bought all our yeah. People sold out. <laughs> Best seller. Um, hey, we did, and this is what I want to talk about a little bit. We did yeah. a social media Patreon. We did two, actually, uh, the last two patrons of social media. And we had, like, the best comment underneath. And I th- thought it was so good. And I just wanted to read it out 
um, on the app because I think people will find it useful. I just think people will find it useful. Yeah, great. And I think people will find it interesting. So she's asked to be kept anonymous. And this is the comment. So we have a really big range of ages with our kids and they all had socials at different ages for different reasons. Our older kids, 24 and 22 daughters, have had them since they were in their early teens by a mum's choice. And that's a lot. And there's a lot that they did experience that we had no idea about and that the 22-year-old now says she wish she'd never did experience. You can't unexperience things, which is such a good point. Yeah. Mr. 17 has had socials since early teens, but we consider him to be a unicorn as he has had such a solid reputation for his positive behavior that he would call others out for their behavior and influences his mates, and he influences his mates positively. Miss Seven, you can interrupt me at any point. If no, you no, like I, 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 I like the whole thing, and then we'll we'll talk it through. I would say on the, a quick right. point on that that if you've got a kid that um, is really responsible and um, calls out other people to make sure they, I'm not saying this just to the person who sent it in. Um, I'm sort of saying it to myself that um, remember that they're a kid because maybe they're dealing with stuff and holding a really heavy weight, but because they seem so together and so mature and responsible, you're like, oh, they've got it. They're fine. But actually, yeah, they, they might be needing something. And I, I've gone through that personally. Um, it's not on the subject of social media, but the little kids draw a lot of my attention. And often I forget about Leonard because he's so capable. Um, he's such a resilient kid. But actually, um, well, he needs a lot as well. And he made a, just a little comment um, to me the other day, which really, really stuck me right in the heart. And it, he wasn't even trying to do that. He it was just about getting to bed and I had to be away. He goes, it's fine, Dad. You don't even lie with me anymore or read to me anymore anyway. So it's fine. And I just went, oh, yeah. yeah well, there was right. There was no real ceremony around that transition. I just used to do it every single night, as I still do with the small kids, read to him every single night, and then all of a sudden it just didn't happen, and now it doesn't happen. So I've, yeah. I've tried to consciously um, pay attention to that and have made um, efforts over the last couple of weeks to actually just lie with him um, and talk with him and, yeah. and, and spend that time because you can just go, oh, but that one's right. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Too much Such a good point. Fuck yeah, that's so accurate because we're in like this transitional phase now where sometimes I read them stories and like quite often I don't. And they just kind of go to bed by themselves and they come and give me a hug and then go and then I'll come and kiss them goodnight. But it's not really a, there's no real, where it used to be a thing. Yes. I'd walk them up there, we'd have some chats, we'd read the stories, we'd like, you know, and that's kind of drifted away. So yeah, that's a really good reminder to to keep on top of that. All right. Uh, Miss 17, 16, and 14 have had phones for nearly two years and have all been subject to the nightmare fuel attempts of, at being groomed, both by people they knew and people they didn't. We only discovered this during a random check of their chat history and Instagram, and they had no idea what was going on. We knew what it was instantly and had to sit them down and reiterate what was happening and how it happened. They were 12, 14, and 15 at the time, coming from a trauma background myself that was terrifying for me to find, and they didn't have a clue. There's 100% not enough education for kids or adults for that matter about what can happen and how it happens. Miss 17 had her phone snapped in half because we busted her sending her boyfriend nudes. She also received them from him. Um, Miss 16 has also managed to behave horribly with her phone, filming fights at school. At that point, we got her the Oops phone, which was a T9 Nokia. 
and didn't have a browser, only text and calls, and she had her iPhone taken off her, she was not impressed and learned a lesson. Miss 14 is much like Miss 17 and behaves impeccably with her phone. We also have Miss 12, and she's only allowed FB as her language and behavior started changing from watching TikToks, taking the things she was seeing and hearing them on there as fact, which is such a huge thing. Massive thing. Massive. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, that uh, particular corresponder um, has a fuckload of children, the official number. Um, by my count, there's six kids they're... in that blended house. <laughs> I think there's quite, like, quite a few. Holy shit. Uh, and, it, and it sounds like they are staying on top of this stuff. Yes, well, it um, sounds like they're up against it, but they're doing their best to stay on top of it because there's a lot going yep. on there. There's different houses with different rules. Um, there's different children at different stages uh, and ages. It's it's not easy because um, what might be right for one kid at this time, I think we've said this before, will not be right for the other kid at the exact same time and vice versa. And, yep. and also the world progresses on and technology progresses on and so what was okay might all of a sudden become not okay. Um, and you're like, oh, we've got yeah. to shut this shit down. Exactly. Dude, you're right on. We only allow them to have FB, Instagram, and TikTok, but we also have a blank rule that we can do random checks on the phones at any time, and I'm pretty tech-savvy. We've also restricted them restricted them having them in their rooms overnight until the last six-ish months. But Miss 12 still puts hers in our room at night. I've also checked on their usage overnight and when they get up in the mornings. I get their need for privacy, but as far as I'm concerned, our responsibility as parents for their safety trumps their desire for privacy. And after what some of our kids have experienced, the avoidable hard way, um, the rest of them get it now. The difficulty with waiting longer is that a lot of the employment communication comes via absent FB messenger chat groups. So there's a huge element of pressure for the kids to have their own way to communicate for work purposes. Our kids have have had jobs as soon as legally old enough. So the added mental load of running that communication through me is draining. We're also a blended family and contacting representative non-primary parents on their own was also important. If we could go back, we would have waited until they were at least 16 before handing them devices. Also, keeping the devices in our rooms overnight prevents them sneaking out to try and get them in the middle of the night because they've done that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love these kids. Yeah. Super cheeky. Uh, this reply was a bit of a novel, but TLDR, which I'm not entirely too sure. Too long, didn't read. For. Ah, uh, yes, I, it's like the shortened version is what I know it to be, but too long, didn't read. There you go. I'm learning. Wait as long as possible, make sure there are very clear, non-negotiable boundaries around usage, permissible apps, and how much transparency is required. There's no easy answer, though. I love that comment. Yep. It is a bit of a novel, but uh, it was fantastic, and I really appreciate her sharing uh, that with us. Yeah, so really do good. I. And I think the thing is, um, and, and ju- just to really draw a line in the sand, I'm not, I'm not going to judge another parent for doing what they've got to do to get through this fucking hellscape, right? Um, and footnote, love my children. Absolutely love them. Love being around them. Um, I have hard days and easy days, uh, but we do things at times just to get through it. Right now, at the moment, my kid is watching something on a screen, which is a super rarity in our house, but that's so that I can do this. So I am fully aware that there are times that, for whatever reason, And this includes if you've got a kid at a restaurant, for whatever reason you've had to go out and you want to get that kid parked on an iPad, you fucking do what you got to do. That's that's not what I'm I'm judging with what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say, what I want to say is as a parent with young impressionable minds, the science is out there for what these devices um, plus social media does to a child's development. 
you can continue to put your head in the sand and ignore that that is the absolute truth of it, but it's happening. It is happening. And so what are we going to do to try and support our children to both um, have a, a, a healthy mental state and be able to communicate with their mates on these devices? And it's a big job. Mate, our parents didn't have to fucking he... deal with this. We do. No, no. We are in like this new kind of fucking um, era. Mm. And I know how much I struggle with social media, how hard I find. Yes. Like um, all that. So everything around it I struggle with. Like parts of it are so much fun. Like I'm just going to post this silly little picture and it's going to be hilarious. Ha ha, look at this. Yeah. I've just made a dick of myself. And then, and we talked about this the other day, I hate that I wait for likes to come and I hate yes. that I feel validated by those likes. It makes me feel disgusting inside. You know what I mean? But there's good bits about it as well. So There are great bits, but we are adult men trying to navigate that and we didn't have this in our formative years. We were allowed in our formative years to develop without having the lens of social media on our mistakes. So, like, imagine the shit that we did growing up that that um that, that could have been filmed and put out there into the world that we we oh were protected God. from and our children are now yeah. there and 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 the, not to mention the online bullying not to mention the the lens that you see other people through and think that that's their normal life when it isn't like there's so no. many things and we know it's not their normal life i know like when i'm scrolling through social media it's not their normal life but i'm still like oh why are they in Yes. Why are they doing that fun stuff? Correct. Why are they doing this fun stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know for a fact. I know friends of mine who I talk to on yes. social media. I'm like, fuck, that looks amazing. And you see them in real life. They're like, oh, you know, just fucking living life, getting through it like everybody else. And I know those two things to be separate. Yeah. But when I'm on social media, I find it hard to fucking differentiate. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fucking minefield. Stay safe out there. Well, it is. It's just a job that we have to do. It's an extra job as a parent, but but it is a job that you can't ignore. You, uh, like, I, I, yeah. I would encourage anyone who, who's raising young, impressionable minds that um, to avoid the, um, the, the risk of just going, here, just have this and go into another room so I can just have a fucking moment, so I can have a moment. Well, those moments could, um, you know, potentially be quite detrimental to, to your kid's development. Um, and to your kids' future. Yeah. And so, you know, it would be so much easier for me. Fuck, it would be easier for me if I didn't have Leonard on a Nokia, an old school phone. Um, because yeah. th- there'd be so many uh, – well, for starters, he wouldn't be coming out every five seconds um, to ask me to Google something for him. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he, he could be the master of his own destiny a bit more and he, he could research the things he wants to do a bit more. But I just feel like at this age – and the type of kid he is and the risks that come with that is too soon for him to be doing that. And so I'm making that hard parenting call um, and I hope that it pays off for, for all of us. Well, I think that's what we will do as well. Like as we move ahead, I think it will be um, – they'll get to a certain age where they get like a dumb phone and then it'll be when they hit like 16, 17. That's when like a smartphone with all the um, – the precautions, the talks about privacy, yeah. about safety, it's like educate them as much as possible about how to look after themselves. Because at some point, like every aspect of parenting, yeah, you got to let them go. That's right. You got to yeah. let them ride that bike for themselves. And if yeah. they crash, they're going to crash. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you crash like online, it can be have fucking devastating wow. effects. I saw um, Scarlett Johansson as like a, <coughs> this is 
You've I haven't gone like off pace. This is <laughs> on topic. It's like um, suing uh, I don't know if you can some AI company uh, that has used her image and her voice to kind of like sell their um, their product. Say like, hey, look, it's me. No, I'm not really Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, but I'm fucking doing this thing. And the fact that we have like deep fakes that can do that, it's going to get to the point where nobody's going to know what's real or what's not. People could just send, are you still there? You've frozen. I'm not getting rid of this. All right. I just got a text from Harley. He's going to leave and come back. I've been talking for ages and uh, he hasn't listened. All right. Leave and come back, buddy. Yeah, I'm here now. Um, and it's still recording, I think. Um, we, I was, oh, I was just talking about like AI and like deep fakes. Oh, right. Um, and so how are we going to like navigate that? <laughs> like, you know, how is it going to also, how's it going to be when nobody knows what's real and what's fake? Yes. Oh, mate. You know? It's a, like you legitimately be able to send nudes and just say, oh no, that was AI. I didn't do that. Absolutely. Deep fake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, and it's a, it's a, it's a really great concern. Um, not to mention Huge. the volumes of fraud happening at the moment. The volumes of people whose accounts are getting emptied, and not clicking on dodgy links. You know, like it, it it's a space that um, is pretty volatile at the moment, and I just don't think that's the right place for a kid to be in because I can't fucking figure it out. So you know, I'm with you, man. Got to wait till they're a bit, um, bit yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, all right. I've had enough talking about social media. I don't want to talk about it I don't anymore. give a shit. I'm bored I of can, it. Uh, follow follow us on shit. Instagram and Facebook. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Hit that share button. Spread it around. <laughs> Spread us like a virus. <laughs> Let's try and crash people's computers with Wade's laugh. <laughs> It doesn't help that I'm such a fucking Luddite either. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It does not help at all. Yeah. Um, and you're coming down for a great thing. I am. For doing. those of you who would like to get along down in the um, Melbourne area, it's it's actually out in Nagambi, which is about an hour and a half from Melbourne, um, but it's called The Vines, um, part of Grapes of Mirth. Um, it's a big two-day comedy festival on a winery. Um, the, the lineup of legends that are doing this two-day um, festival is um, pretty exceptional. Um, plus, you get to hang out in a winery, um, drink in the sunshine. It's going to be an absolute belter. And I get to see my best mate the day before and maybe be uh, a little bit dusty when I'm meant to be at work. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got a I've got a really busy couple of months coming up, and um, I'm a little bit um, uh, worried and a little bit excited about it because there's a heap of things that I want to do. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing um, just for laughs at the Sydney Opera House. I'm jumping on a cruise ship. Uh, I'm doing summer breakfast on Triple M again um, with Candice Warner and Tom Tilly. Uh, I'm doing a run of gigs on the Sunshine Coast, but all that means is that for those times away, which is almost every weekend until the end of the year, including a big, uh, a couple of times, it's a, it's a week each, uh, that Hannah is solo parenting four children, and that's not nothing. Um, that's a Ooh, fucking lot. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, but that was something that was even more difficult 
uh, when we lived in Melbourne. And here we have um, such a great list of people that can come and assist both from friends to family. And so um, we feel a little bit more at ease about it because of where we've moved to. With the summer, will Leonard stay out there or will he come down here? So we're trying to – that's another thing we need to try and nut out and negotiate um, and figure out when he goes down there because the challenge um, with school holidays and him being um, from my first marriage is obviously his mother wants to see him. It would be very difficult to have him not um, permanently around. But then also he's developing all of these friendships with people in the area who he's going to want to hang out with on his holidays. And and there's all sorts of things that yeah. he wants to do here. Um, uh, not least of all, my favourite festival in the world, I'm going back to the Woodford Folk Festival um, for, for oh, the yeah. first time. Yeah, it. and I'm doing something really cool, um, which is a show that's existed for years called Good Morning Woodfordia. Um, I've been signed on as one of the co-hosts to that with Fiona Scott-Norman. It used to be Fiona Scott-Norman and Rod Quantock for years, Um and now it's um, I step into the um, very sizable shoes of Rod Quantock to host. Huge <laughs> shoes. Yeah, yeah. so Massive. really looking forward to that. And Leonard wants to be there. And Fiona and I had a planning meeting the other day and would love him to be our Paul Schaefer, which I think is such an excellent idea to have um, Leonard sitting with a guitar and just playing stings and riffs as, as people come on stage. Um, we'll see if we can make that happen. So there's a lot of moving parts at the moment as we draw to the end of the year. Fuck, that's life though, isn't it? There's just so many moving parts of yes. life. It never stops moving. No. It never stops juggling. It never stops spinning the plates. Yep. And I find like um, sometimes I'm fine with it and sometimes it's like, hey, you just got to send a text to sort this out. And I'm like, no. That's too many things. <laughs> That's like that text. Yeah. You've just fucking. You've overwhelmed me now. I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> like I cannot possibly send this text. <laughs> I'm exactly the same, mate. It's like this one message. I've got to send a message. I'm like, because I I go from either being completely depressed with the lack of activity going on in my life that I can't even enjoy the downtime. And then I'm then I just start ramping things up and I book things in and then all of a sudden I become completely overwhelmed with how much stuff I've got on in my life and I'm like I better I better block in a bit of a break and then halfway through that break I'm like oh my god I who am I I don't even have an identity anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine I'm normal everything's okay oh man dude it's good to see you yes. and I'm really looking forward to friday it's going to be a good one and we'll record a couple of in person well that's what i'm excited about because not only have we not seen each other for you know months now um we we're definitely getting on the jars and hanging out but we're going to record uh in person we don't have to worry about this time delay bullshit um we don't have to uh worry about um the microphones being connected to the microphone that it was actually me wearing it on the back of my neck um you know (laughs) it's just get in the same room have some um have some beers and let the yarns begin so i'm um, pumped for the whole thing Great. Great. Love you, mate. I'll see you soon. Love you too, buddy. Bye. Dads.